0: Good morning, it's your Friday night DM here, Shay Cormac. Uh, thank you for coming back and listening to this podcast. Um, I'd just like to give you an update. Uh, my daughter Gabby, she did actually have a slightly broken bone in her ankle, a small crack, um, but she's recovering well, wearing a moon boot, uh, which embarrasses her, but uh, hopefully by the end of the week, That moon boot will be off and she'll be back to running and playing and enjoying life uh, to the fullest without being embarrassed in front of her friends. And I'd like to thank uh, Laren uh, for her call in, um, just checking in on how Gabby's doing. So thank you, Laren. Uh, She's doing well and uh, she shall no longer disrupt my ability to play Dungeons and Dragons on a Friday night. Um, In this episode, I'd like to talk about a style of table um, that I've been using lately and I just got re-excited about this type of table uh, this week when I came up with an idea. I was actually um, listening to an old episode of Gaming and BS. uh, One in which uh, Jason Hobbs and Eric, I forget Eric's last name, uh, were on the episode and they were talking about hex crawls and they were talking about one of the hazards potentially um, that could be rolled on a hazard table for a region of a hex would be a, an earthquake. And I thought, oh, that's I hadn't really thought about that because at the moment I'm building a region, Gazetteer, for a volcanic island with a volcano in the middle. And uh, I thought to myself, I want to have a volcanic eruption. And I went on the internet quickly and uh, looked at some of the main... Um, things that can happen during a volcanic eruption and I was actually interested to learn that not only do you have those things, classic things you think about like uh, lava flows and it, you know flaming boulders flying through the air and, and smoke and ash and uh, debris but also there's these crazy toxic volcanic gases that can be released which are like highly toxic to people and to uh, material as well and I thought there's some nasty nasty things that can happen to my players in a volcanic eruption and volcanoes create tsunamis so there's some pretty crazy effects that can come out of this and I was thinking to myself well actually volcanoes produce multiple effects um, at once when they explode so it's not like it explodes and just flaming debris comes out or just lava comes out you know it can be a combination of those things And how can I best do that without actually just hitting my players with all of the bad stuff that a volcano produces all in one go and so I went with what I'm currently calling at the moment and it's not a very sexy name and it's not a very uh, easy name to to shorten down but um, a multiple dice multiple result single roll table so that does actually sum up how it works in this table you roll multiple dice in this case uh, 2d6 and from that single roll you can get multiple results so normally on a table you'd roll 2d6 you'd add them up the dice up and say you get an eight that would be a specific result on that table If you want another result you would roll the 2d6 again, maybe this time you roll a 3. You look at the 3 on the table and you get another result from the table. On this style of table when you roll the dice not only do you look at the total of the two dice when added up but you look at some of the other combination or individual numbers on the individual dice and you get those results on the table as well. Now, I did a little bit of quick searching on the Internet yesterday to see if this style of table has been used before or mentioned on the Internet. And as far as I can see, it hasn't it's not mentioned on Google. Um, I would really like if anyone listening to this has heard of these t- type of tables before. To give me a call in and tell me about the game system or the time in which they were exposed to this because I think it's a really fascinating style of table and if no one can tell me otherwise I think I might have invented it and in which case I could go down in the annals of uh, gaming um, game creation in a very special place as a special ma- mathematician of dice so I'm going to just read out a little bit of this table so you can get um, more clearly what I'm saying. So on this table you roll a 2D di- uh, 2d6 2 d and the first entry on the table says always. So normally the first entry on a table would be like on a one result, or actually on a 2d6 it would be two. But this says always, so there's always, and then the result in the table, gonna be a thick ash cloud making all attack rolls and skill checks at dis- be at disadvantage for the next 1d4 days. So there's going to be always this ash cloud every time, no matter what. Then I've got um, on a three. So a three, not the total being three, but just there's a three on one of the dice. So it could be on either dice. If there's a three, then there's a molten river. um, And that has an effect on everyone's movement as they have to avoid these molten rivers and also there's a chance that fire elementals might spring from the molten rivers of lavas and attack you. Then I've got seven as a total. So flaming debris starts falling from the sky and everyone makes deck saves or they take fire damage. So the interesting thing you can already probably see is there is a synergy between the fact that you can roll a total of seven with a three in that combination. So a four and a three, or a three and a four will give you seven as a total. Both of those combinations have a three involved, in which case you would not only get the flaming debris, but also molten rivers and the ever-present ash cloud. If you get a double, then um, this one's got frenzied inhabitants. So uh, we make three rolls on the wandering monster table and all of those encounters of mo- or groups of monsters are fleeing from the volcano and might attack the party in passing um, as they flee from the volcano. Although if the party jumps out of the way or makes stealth checks to hide from them, you know they might better dodge out of the way and just let those crazed inhabitants of the island run past them without actually being in conflict. But again, you can roll two threes so you could have then frenzied inhabitants of the island fleeing from the volcano as well as the molten rivers uh, on top of the ash cloud then i've got a a total of a nine which um, produces toxic gases which have a variety of effect on the players but again you could roll a six and a three to get a total of nine so you get toxic gases and a molten river um, as well as the ash cloud but you can't get a nine and a double so there's no way to roll doubles and get a 9 so you're never going to get the frenzied inhabitants and the toxic gases which is really cool Uh, and also you're never going to get a 9 as as a total as well as getting a 7 as a total or a 7 as a total as well as a doubles. So that means that those three results, 7 as a total, 9 as a double, a total or doubles, they're all the really, some of the really powerful damaging effects, they can't happen at the same time they can only pair up with um, less less intense effects so then I've also got I might add another one to this table because it could do with a little bit more variety but also I've got as a total of two so if you get double ones there's a tsunami as well so you'd get a if you rolled if you rolled that there would be a tsunami because it's doubles there'd also be the frenzied inhabitants fleeing from the volcano as well as a thick ash cloud. So in rolling 2D6, you're gonna get from this table at the minimum, um, one result, ash cloud. It's gonna happen every single time. Uh, otherwise, you, and on top of that, you might get one or two other effects occurring just from one um, set of dice being rolled. So I'm really um, excited by this style of table. And if you go to um, the show notes, you'll see a link to my Google Drive. And if you look for um, a file there, I think it was going to be called um, Blog Shrouded Island. You'll see the gazetteer I'm making um, for the for this volcanic island, and you'll have a look at this table. I think this table has got, or this style of table has got a lot of potential, because. I already think about the idea if you turn this into a table where you roll 3d6 and now you have the option of rolling doubles, triples maybe you even put a result on the table of a run so if you get a 2-3-4 or a 4-5-6 that's a run you could call it a straight or a run that might produce a specific result Um, you could do a whole lot of interesting things. I mean, if you went up to five D6, now we're playing Yahtzee. You know, do you get a full house? Like two of, uh, a pair and a triple? And, or do you get two pair? Or do you get four of a kind? Or five of a kind? You could have in a crazy, interesting table that doesn't rely just on the total of the dice rolled, but on the combinations. And in the terms of that Yahtzee thing, I mean, that's really fun. I mean, now you're looking at what you could effectively call poker hands for dice, um, with the four of the kind, the f- you know. You could have, a again, Yahtzee style, you could have a run, or imagine six dice, 66. If you get a one, two, three, four, five, and six, so a, a straight run of uh, results on the dice, that's extremely unlikely, Which, but it means you can do extremely unlikely effects, and there's great ways of pairing stuff up, so you can have... Uh, on that Yahtzee style table you could have uh, I roll a pair uh, as it being an option as well as um, I roll um, a total of all the dice added to up so you can get the result of the pair as well as the result of the double uh, sorry as the result of the table total so you can do, you can just start already imagining all the interesting things you could do there's the possibility of doing this style um with different sets of dice so not necessarily all d6s it could be a combination could be you know and uh you could start mixing it in with the idea of that that fistful of dice d4 6 8 10 12 and 20 uh, for random encounter tables or random npc creation tables i've been thinking about the idea of how i could develop this into you roll that fistful of dice to create an entire encounter in one roll, so where this roll produces the the possibility of hazards, what type of hazard, the possibility of a wandering monster, what type of wandering monster, if there is a wandering monster it produces the result of whether uh, its reaction roll and maybe even the tactical terrain or or like encounter distance, so with one roll of the dice when people walk into a hex you can determine the whole encounter uh, with one roll and not only would it be the results of those individual dice but then some of the combinations which could be create some really interesting uh, synergies and it makes me also think of the fact that i was introduced to to this idea again by eric uh, who's featured heavily on hex talk and occasionally on Hobbs and friends sorry eric i'm going to get your full name and put it in the show notes Um, But Eric introduced me to the idea that on a wandering monster table, if you roll doubles, then you roll on the wandering monster table for the adjacent hex, or maybe even on the, uh, and so you can have um, two groups of monsters, and then roll on another table to see what their relationship is. So when you start thinking about relating tables together in that way, combined with this idea of looking not only I guess actually this is where I first was introduced to the idea of not only looking at the result as a total but also whether there's something else like a doubles occurring that is the first expression of it I've I've ever come across and I only just realized now but I hadn't really thought of it Um, but you can see then that you can make a doubles on your wandering monster table create a synergy with another table and create more interesting variety of results from your random rolling and you know a big part of what makes a hex crawl a really fun way of running um, a game of D&D is that the dungeon master gets to roll the dice a lot the dungeon master is surprised a lot by the results of the rolls even if he wrote the tables or he or she wrote the tables you're always surprised at what the dice can bring up especially um, when you have multiple tables interacting because um, you know something's got a that's got a 1 in 10 chance of occurring Um, you might expect it to happen but then when there's a 1 in 20 chance of it um, interacting um, with another result on a different table you know suddenly it's very unlikely that it's going to happen so you probably have never really thought about um, that particular result coming up in a combination so when it happens it's a it's a burst of inspiration and surprise and fun for the dungeon master just as much as it is for the players. And I must mention at this point as well, I've been talking a lot about hex crawls, but the creation of um, region gazetteers and wandering monster tables and a lot of these tables that I'm talking about, they don't have to be limited to hex crawls. They really can be used in so many situations um, to help develop play and reduce um, dungeon master preparation and get rid of some of the um, balanced encounter preparation that can be time consuming um, for the dungeon master and replace that with random tables and the random possibility of either very weak encounters or maybe deadly encounters and it's not really your fault anymore as a dungeon master you don't have to decide I'm going to make a deadly or I'm going to make a hard or a very hard encounter and then try and figure out the CRs and the combinations of what kind of monsters versus how many PCs turn up You can just let the dice fall and blame it all on the dice and uh, abdicate your responsibility for the results even if you were the one to write the table. So make tables, make them crazy, um, try out some new ideas, see if you can figure out a way you can use this um, multiple dice, multiple results, single roll tables in your own um, game. And I will try and think of a better acronym. Or shorter name for these type of tables maybe if I have been in the inventor of them I can name them the Shea table or the Cormac table and it might go down in posterity um, with my name attached to it who knows please ring in a uh, call in and uh, just uh, correct me if I'm wrong about that thanks for listening guys I really hope you enjoy the use of these table styles